0: Hello, my rebels. I got great news for you. Finally, the pandemic is over. I'll show you the proof from public health officials. The curve is so flat, you need a magnifying glass to see it. But then how come? How come all the mask laws are ramping up only now? Not three months ago, when maybe we could have used them. I have two theories. I'll share them with you next. But first, can I invite you to become a Rebel News Plus subscriber? It's uh, eight bucks a month, which is uh, normally 96 bucks a year by my math. But if you actually subscribe for a whole year, it's only $80. bucks. we will give you a discount. So 80 bucks for a whole year of the video version of this podcast, plus weekly shows from uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed and David Menzies, uh, and the satisfaction of knowing that you're keeping us independent. We don't take any money from Justin Trudeau, and it shows. All right. Uh, go to rebelnews.com to subscribe for that. It'd be a big favor to me. Here's today's podcast. podcast. Tonight, Manitoba politicians have a special health exemption for themselves. It's July 9th, and this is The Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail when you're a biggest carbon consumer? I know there's 8,500 customers here and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. Let's start with the good news. The pandemic is over. Look at that curve, that's the number of cases every day in Canada peaked in mid-April. It's now down a number so low you almost can't see them on the chart. You can find entire cities in Canada with a, without a single case, like Regina. Not one person has the virus in Regina, not one. Only three people in hospital in that entire province. In Toronto, Canada's biggest city, it's almost down to single digits for new cases. There are about 40 hospitals of different kinds in the Greater Toronto Area. Population 6.5 million people and there are exactly 35 patients in intensive care across the entire mighty city. So about one person per hospital total. Just a reminder, last year the regular flu killed 8,511 Canadians. Total number of people killed by coronavirus, almost exactly the same, 8,737. Now I'm not happy about any deaths but this really was no worse than the annual flu season. If you were a senior citizen in some poorly run seniors home, you should definitely be worried about this virus. But if you're under 50, you had a greater chance of dying by driving into an animal on a highway. If you're under 20, you had a greater chance of being struck by lightning. Every year, about 10 Canadians are killed by lightning uh, annually. So far, the virus has killed one person under age 20, in the entire country, and they had a terminal disease to begin with. It is less risky than being struck by lightning. And one of the safest places to be in Canada is friendly Manitoba. Look at this headline, no new cases for six days in a row. I haven't been able to find conclusive stats, but I think you might have a higher risk of being eaten by a polar bear in Manitoba than dying of the virus. Look at this, man and woman attacked. Two bears attack a pedestrian. Those two were Manitoba cases. Here's a Nunavut case. If you're under 50, I think the risk per million population is higher of being eaten by a polar bear than by dying from the virus. Politicians know this. Here's Manitoba's Premier, Brian Pallister, chatting with Andrew Scheer, neither with their masks on, obviously. No normal people wear masks when they talk, least of all politicians. But this picture embarrassed... Brian Pallister, he knows he doesn't have the virus. He knows Manitoba is done, the pandemic. He's not nuts, but he was shamed by the media party. So he said, sorry, he'll never let it happen again. So Manitoba, which is cured, it is safe now. The pandemic is done now. Well, it's now forcing everyone to wear masks. Now? Now that it's done, no new cases six days in a row, just none, it's over. Maybe we should have had masks. Three months ago, I don't know, Taiwan uses masks, and they've had a grand total of seven deaths total in a country of 23, 24 million people right next to China. So I I, I accept that masks can help, but masks in Manitoba now after it's all over? (laughs) Why, yes. Yes, actually. Look at this. It's a story about masks and Manitobans and politicians. I think the newspaper was trying to be mad at Pallister, but look at this buried in the bottom of the story. Manitoba public health orders exempt elected officials and several other types of individuals who provide vital services from self-isolation orders when traveling outside Manitoba and northwestern Ontario. A spokeswoman for Manitoba Health said elected officials and their staff can travel for business or vacation or a combination of both. And they do not have to self-isolate when they return to Manitoba if they're not displaying any symptoms of COVID-19, as they are engaged in providing a vital service. (laughs) Oh, got it. So politicians are exempt even on their vacation because that's a vital service, people. Isn't that interesting? Oh, and all their hangers-on too, because no one is more essential than some junior assistant, you know, suitcase handler for an elected mla i mean they're the most p- important people in the world they have to be exempt from these laws on their vacations they're certainly more important than you but what does that have to do with them not having to follow the same laws as everyone else does the virus check with someone to see if they're a politician or a mere mortal first this isn't medical science people it's politics just like not a single politician or public health authority condemned the blast the black lives matter rallies apparently the virus doesn't go to those Why the current obsession with masks and quarantines for the little people only? Now that it's all over, like if this was in March or April, I get it. But now? Uh, I have one theory. Trudeau spent $2 billion on masks. Masks that cost, what, a dime to make? He spent $2 billion on them. He got ripped off so badly. But I think they finally arrived. Now that the pandemic's over, (laughs) and to save face, he's got to make everybody wear them. I mean, he just spent $2 billion on a bunch of masks. He probably paid, no kidding, 100 times more than they're worth. So he can't just throw them out. He'd look as stupid and ineffectual as he really is. Um, Look at this. (laughs) I love this headline. Trudeau says Canada will not pay full price for 8 million substandard masks. So they're substandard. Eh? They, don't, they don't actually work. And instead of rejecting them, he, well, he'll take them. He, he just said, can I get a bit of a discount? They don't work. I won't pay full price. Why would you wear a mask that doesn't work? Why would you wear it at all? He really is that dumb. Uh, here's John Tory, the mayor of Toronto, not quite sure how to wear a mask. Where does it go? Well, going to a crowded park, telling people to wear their masks and not going to a crowded park so you know he means everything he says now that was a month ago that, he, that the pandemic was over then already but it's really over now and yet this week is the week that John Tory brought in mandatory masks for the whole city of Toronto why now i don't think john tory spent 2 billion dollars on masks that he has to save face about oh <laughs> never say never i think he just wants to make permanent the sense of fear and alienation and crisis that we've all been living through for four months. We're all getting back to normal, and politicians don't like that because mayors... Especially left-wing big city mayors like John Tory are failures in normal times. They have to deal with things like taxes and crime and garbage pickup and things like that. But in a pandemic, they can pretend they're dramatic generals fighting a war. They love the sense of crisis. Their businesses aren't failing. They don't have businesses. They, they work on the public time. They're not going bankrupt. They love being bossy. That's why they became politicians to begin with. There is no medical reason. There is no scientific reason. There is no fact-based policy reason to wear masks when the pandemic is over, which it is, but there is a political reason. So what are you gonna do? You gonna wear a mask just to be compliant? Just to show how you're a good Canadian and how you obey authority, even when it's really dumb? Will you do the same when they come with their untested made in China vaccine too? with us for more Ah! welcome back well Justin Trudeau is (laughs) self-hiding without a doctor's note he's been staying at home for about four months but that hasn't kept him out of trouble in fact I think he's gotten used to the lack of scrutiny and accountability not having Parliament sit as usual not having press that aren't hand-picked by him ask him questions and so his behavior Has gotten even worse with the risks that are innate to his character He's a rich man. He inherited money. He's the third generation of Trudeau's that hasn't worked Well, actually his grandpa was the last Trudeau that ever worked for a living So he's used to things coming easily. He has an entitlement mentality, but I think it just got out of control as you've seen recently, he personally was part of the cabinet decision to steer $900 million to a questionable charity called WE Charity, W-E, run by the Kielberger brothers. But it turned out that that $900 million was hand-picked, sole source, not open to competition and that we would get millions of dollars for handling that, and that the money was for volunteers. You don't pay volunteers. So many strange questions that begged more questions. And finally, we panicked and said, "Uh, we don't want the deal after all. But questions continued, continued, investigations continued. We hired lawyers to growl at reporters. In an unusual turn of events, reporters growled back. And now we see this shocking headline today, broken almost simultaneously by a number of different media. The WE Charity that Trudeau intervened to send $900 million through, well, they have been secretly paying Trudeau's mother, Margaret Trudeau, and his brother, Alexandra Sasha Trudeau, $250,000 to his mom, more than $30,000 to his brother, all secret, none of it disclosed, a massive scandal, surely just the tip of the iceberg. Joining us now to talk about this, and we will talk about other things too, is our friend Lauren Gunter, senior columnist with the Edmonton Sun. Lauren, the wee day, it's a big deal here in Toronto, but it's in other cities. It's basically emptying out the junior highs and high schools to come and cheer for liberal celebrities. Trudeau, his wife, his mom, it always felt like a liberal rally. Little did we know that it was actually a way to, to funnel cash into the Trudeau family pockets.
1: Yeah, I, I, does it surprise me that the revelation that, uh, that, that We Charity has been paying speaking fees to Margaret Trudeau and Sasha Trudeau? No. Uh, does it surprise me that it was done on the QT so that uh, nobody knew about it? No, it doesn't surprise me. It, 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 nothing in this scandal surprises me. The The biggest problem, though, of course, is, you know, the, the we charities welcome to pay whatever private citizens it wants to speak at its function. But the problem is, undoubtedly, the prime minister knew when this Proposal to give we control over 900 million tax dollars, nearly a billion tax dollars, and pay it nearly 20 million dollars in administration fees. When this decision came to the cabinet, he now admits he did not recuse himself. He did not, he took part in the discussions. He did vote. Uh, so that's where the real problem is. You know, I, they can, we can find out they've been paying all sorts of people uh, who have who have close affection with their charity. That's that's okay. Uh, but it's when it's the prime minister's mother and brother and the prime minister surely knew about it. And then the prime minister goes and makes a decision about giving a sole source contract. No competitive bidding. No one else asked. Uh, a sole source contract to the WE charity which he has also been closely connected to. Between 2012 and 2017, he was the keynote speaker slash host at a number of WE Day rallies. In fact, the uh, morning after he was elected in 2015, one of his first events was a WE Day rally. Uh, so he's very, very close. His wife is even closer. She's an official ambassador of of the WE charity and hosts a podcast that the that the charity has. I mean, they, they, their connections go back almost a decade, perhaps longer than a decade, and they are very, very close. They're very simpatico too, ideologically, as you said. You know, their their Wee Day rallies look like. Like uh, liberal evangelical tent shows, you know, it's like uh, it's preaching to young people that they need to go and change the world, uh, and go on on uh, we sponsored uh, education trips to third world countries so they can learn to be humble. Um, it's it's really it, it does have sort of a almost a cultish kind of feel to it when you when you look at the on online you look at the uh, uh, at these rallies. And uh, all of that together means the prime minister surely should have known that he was in a conflict of interest when he when he spoke in favor of this contract at the cabinet and voted on. Now, we can go even further back, I- a couple weeks before that. You know, his office still claims, he still claims, that it was the bureaucracy that came forward and said, you know, cabinet... We think the best people to handle this contract uh, is the WE charity. Well, even the CBC last week had an extensive piece talking to people in the philanthropic community in in Canada, in the different charitable organizations, saying we don't think WE has enough contacts locally around the country to actually perform this task of of distributing $900 million dollars to students who work for charities during the summer. There's the YMCA, there's uh, the United Way, there are any number of other organizations that have the infrastructure available and have the ability. That is also, that also puts a lie to one of the liberal story points, talking points on this. And that is that we was deemed by the bureaucracy to be the only charity hmm. that could do this. I mean, there, there's so much about this that just smells. Yeah that it's very very hard to believe Trudeau did not know what was going on early on and and should have done something about it. I, Mario Dion, who is the the ethics commissioner who found Trudeau in violation of the Ethics Act under the S, for the SNC-Lavalin affair, uh, is now investigating this. Like, I can't say that he for sure that he will find another ethics breach, but if there is an ethics breach by Trudeau on this, that means the Aga Khan private island trip SNC-Lavalin, and if this one happens also, the wee Cherry, he would be, have been guilty three times yeah. of violating the Ethics Act. Surely a man with any shame at all would have to resign. Yeah. But you watch. He will not have any shame. The party will build their wagons around them, and, and liberal voters from one end of the country to the other will excuse this. Yeah.
0: Oh, he'll give a speech about how it's a teachable moment for the rest of us and how we can all learn to do better.
1: And and perhaps he he was blinded by his privilege. He didn't didn't use that
0: excuse. You know, there's so many other connections. Bizarrely, Trudeau appointed one of the Kielberger brothers to the Federal Debates Commission. (laughs) What? Uh The group that banned us from uh, attending the debates. I wonder if that's a coincidence. And remember, um, it was we that... We just talked about speaking fees. We sent, when I say we, I mean the we charity, sent uh, Sophie Trudeau and the kids and the mom on a luxury trip to London. That's where she infected superstar Idris Elba with the virus. So there's all sorts of payments that haven't even been disclosed yet. I think um, it was a real... I mean, there's a saying a fish rots from the head down. Another way of saying it is people look to the leader. For example, when Stephen Harper was the prime minister, a scandal as small as a $16 cup of orange juice could result in a minister being fired. Name me a single financial scandal in all of Harper's career. The only thing that got him in trouble was when Nigel Wright tried to pay back questionable expenses for Mike Duffy. If that's your scandal, someone giving money to the government, that's as clean as a whistle. That was the moral leadership of Harper. Look at, as you just mentioned, this would be the third brutally blatant case. And I read the Aga Khan, that's that billionaire island in the Bahamas, where they went down and they knew it was wrong because they kept it secret. They lied to the public. And they, when you read the full report, it actually was Sophie Trudeau. Who right. was repeatedly right, exactly. call, yeah. calling up yeah. the family and saying, yeah. Hey, can I come back with my girlfriends? Right. And, and she then went the, a second time. Ah, that's right. The princess, the daughter of the Aga Khan, said, Well, we're not going to be there. And she said, Oh, yeah, no, no problem. We just wanted to use the place. So that sense of entitlement, she wants that billionaire Kardashian lifestyle. Um, so he, I have two points to make on this, Lauren. One is the entire liberal firmament sees how their star operates, so they surely operate the same way. Oh, it's okay if I pad my expenses. It's okay if I take this gift because the boss is doing it and he never gets in trouble yeah. for it. And and you this- know what? It goes beyond that, though. It goes into the, the whole mentality of the
1: liberal establishment in Canada uh, in that, well, we are the most moral, sensitive, intelligent, caring people we've ever met. So, of course, what we do is is appropriate yeah. because we are so moral and caring and sensitive and yeah. intelligent. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it speaks to such a level of arrogance. But they don't, I mean, they must surely at some point think, oh, should I be doing this? Shouldn't I? Ah, yeah, sure. It's OK, because I have the best interests of the country at heart. Yeah. And we are the final arbiters of what the country's best interests are. Ergo, it's OK.
0: Well, he's a fake mm-hmm. feminist. I mean, he gropes yep. uh, reporters, he's yep. a fake minority rights activist, he wears blackface and, and disparages aboriginal folks, and he's fake charity. He he, he takes from charity, he doesn't give to it.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and I, I don't want to get us off of this, but I, I think there's a point to be made here too, that the $343 billion they're going to go into debt this year is also connected to this. because. If you watch the fiscal snapshot or you read the fiscal report that that finance minister Bill Morneau put out on Wednesday, um, there's no plan in there to stop spending. Yeah. There's no remorse for the fact that they are they have gone deeper and down on a per capita basis than any other G7 country yeah. in response to the pandemic. And and there's no plan. Like you can say, OK, I don't like the amount that they spend. I think they overspend. But, you know, this pandemic hit with full force in an instant, overnight. Things were in free fall. And you sometimes do, you overcompensate because things are so bad, you know, don't know where the bottom is, and you're flailing around. I, I get that. I mean, I, to some extent, I'm prepared to forgive them some of the money that they spent. But because they believe that everything they do is perfect, Mm-hmm. and that whatever is in the interest of the Liberal Party is also the national interest. They have no plan to stop doing this. Like, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care if this sends up inflation. doesn't matter if it raises interest rates. doesn't matter if it lowers the standard of living of people who are working for them. I mean, for instance, in, in their CERB payment, the, the, the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, $2,000 a month that people who lost their jobs are getting. There's two things in this that really irk me. Ah, uh, first of all, the amount that they're spending on SERB alone, and this there's all sorts of others. There's the wage subsidy, there's business subsidies, there's the loan program for small businesses, a whole bunch of other benefits from the pandemic. SERB alone is larger than the British economic recovery plan. Hmm. Just one benefit, hmm. and we are a country that is not quite, well, a little more than half as large as yeah. Britain.
0: Oh, it's so large, people don't want to go back to work. And it's also paid to non-Canadians. It's paid to foreign students in our country who so don't 5.5 work.
1: 5.5 million Canadians lost their jobs or lost part of their uh, uh, work hours. They lost hours during the pandemic. 5.5 million. The SERB has been paid to 8.1 million. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be a reconciliation yeah. there. They, they, there has to be, they, they don't explain that stuff. Yeah. They don't yeah. think that there's a problem. And Serb up to the end of the lockdowns. So that's what it was supposed to be to cover lockdown. Serb yeah. to the end of lockdowns paid $53 billion. Huh. But it will pay an extra $27 billion on top of that or two added months of payment, huh. and that was the Liberals paying off the NDP right. to allow them to shut down Parliament so that there's no scrutiny until the end of September. Right. That's not a pandemic requirement,
0: no. that's a Liberal Party requirement. It wouldn't shock you me know? if there was a snap election, especially you oh, know, yeah. like five minutes yeah. after the Conservatives get their mm. leave, or, or why even wait? why they'd they'd probably like to go with Andrew Scheer again. Hey, I got one one more thing that came to my mind when I saw Alexandra Trudeau, Sasha Trudeau was also on the, on taking payments here. I I just wrote a book called uh, China Virus, Lauren. And in it, I talk about how Alexandra Sasha published his book about China, which is legit. I mean, I think he's a crazy pro-communist weirdo who loved Castro and loved the Soviets. And now he, he loves Iran, and now he loves China. Okay, fine. But he had it published by the government of China. Like, the government of China published Sasha Trudeau's book. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how much he was paid for that, but obviously he was paid. And I thought, if they're accepting secret payments from we, are they also accepting secret payments from others? And I don't mean Justin Trudeau himself. I mean, Alexandra Trudeau, who we know has done business with China. Mm-hmm. Who else is paying family members and letting it be known to Justin that, hey there, uh, we're on your side. And by the way, since we've been doing it for four years, uh, now we have some dirt on you because you've been keeping the mm-hmm. secret, so it's a trap actually. Uh, Trudeau might have it's like Hunter Biden in the states. Joe Biden can say, "Oh, I haven't taken a dime from China. Yeah, but your son has taken a billion. And I think that we need an investigation on what other like we charity, WE charity, yeah. is about the least worst, because we know what they are. They're liberalists, globalists, teeny poppers, just like Trudeau. But what about mm-hmm. people who are more malign? What about foreign interests who operate through bribes in Africa and Asia and now are delighted to find a Canadian who not only isn't afraid to take bribes, but he actively tries to hide it, like the billionaire island vacation? I'm worried that Trudeau is actually the victim of compromats, which is the soviet term for compromising material i'm not saying it's sexual i'm saying it and, could well be financial and, and
1: i'm not saying it's happening but you have now prime minister who is twice officially in violation of the ethics act and a third time looks pretty convincing that he's in violation of the ethics Act. i mean did did he the one section that a lot of people in in the press have focused on is is section six of the ethics act which says you can't take a direct personal benefit from anyone you're doing business with in your government position. But there's Mario Dion, the, the ethics commissioner, is looking at two other sections, and those say you, you, you cannot get involved in decision-making right. on issues that you have a personal interest right. in. And I think that it's easy to establish Trudeau has sufficient personal interest, either directly or through his family members, With the WE Charities that he should have absented himself from any discussion of this WE contract and any vote. But he had admitted uh, a day ago that he didn't do either of those things, that he did participate in the debate at the cabinet, and he did vote. Hmm. So I can't see how he he avoids a third conviction of of, of violating the Ethics Act. And so does he open himself to speculation about the sorts of things you've just mentioned? Yes, he does even if it's not true, yeah. a lot of people are going to wonder about it yeah. because he has shown himself to be so cavalier yeah. about those sorts of things on the three instances he's been caught at. Yeah.
0: Well, I find this very depressing. Uh, last night uh, here at Rebel, we watched the second English language conservative party debate amongst Aaron O'Toole, Derek Sloan, and Leslyn Lewis. Peter McKay was not part of it. And uh, although I, I have my affection for all three of the candidates who were there, i got to be honest with you, Lauren, I didn't see in them someone who would stop a second Trudeau or a third Trudeau win. And it leads me to be slightly depressed.
1: And, and you can bet that in the Liberal Party back rooms, they saw the same thing you did. Yeah. And so they're just licking their chops. Yeah. Let's wait till this person yeah. is, is sworn in. Let's give them three or four months. We'll manufacture some sort of confidence crisis in the house of commons will force the ndp to vote against us by not giving in to the next ridiculous ndp demand and and we'll go to the country and say oh you see why we need a majority we have the conservatives and their nastiness on the right and we have the ndp and their lunacy on the left you need us yeah to be the, the steady hand on the tiller. Yeah. And and they will probably win because people don't... People give up Trudeau a pass on these ethics things, and they don't understand the economics any better than the Liberal Party does, yeah. so they don't see the harm that will come from a $1.2 trillion national debt.
0: Yeah. It's hard to imagine anyone could be worse for Canada than than Pierre Trudeau, but I think in his... Yep son we have found that but person at,
1: at least pierre was smart yeah and and you know pierre wanted to steal the money yeah that the west was making off of oil but he wanted the west to make the money yeah yeah justin doesn't want us to make the money and he doesn't want to steal i mean he doesn't want to pay the debt off he, yeah he, that's not a goal of his he, he doesn't care to yeah. tax us he wants us to to all become fair trade baristas and, and organic beekeepers yeah. rather than work in oil and gas i mean that, that, he, he's positively
0: and lightweight. yeah well that's 2020 the year's just <laughs> half done and it is what uh, queen elizabeth would call an annus horribilis who knows Indeed what's she ahead in august great to see you lauren thanks for joining Likewise. us all right You're there good. you have it our good friend lauren gunter senior columnist with the edmonton sun i must say i'm getting depressed stay with us more ahead Hey, welcome back on my monologue last night. Sherry writes, Trudeau has a tough decision to make. Does he risk angering his China masters by calling out their bullying or does he stand up for Canada? Yeah, I mean, I don't know where he's going to go on that. He's so wedded to China. If you look at my book, China Virus, being pro-China is in the blood of the entire Liberal Party. Every senior appointment is pro-China. Some of them worked for China lobby groups. They can't chinafy the Liberal Party of Canada. And And I don't even mean... By bringing in pro-democracy China hands, they just can't do that. I mean, there are a lot of great pro-democracy, pro-liberty China activists, China experts, and even Chinese Canadians who the Taiwanese, Falun Gong, democracy activists. They just you can't bring them into the Liberal Party without purging the Beijing loyalists. It's it's really a big problem. Paul writes, "What will Trudeau do about China's recent threats?" My bet is that he'll self-hide in his mansion again. Yeah, yeah, he's trying that. On my interview with Mark Morano, Bruce writes, as for NASA, it's a sad commentary that they've gone after political opportunities. Is there no field of endeavor that isn't politicized? Soon, even the power companies will administer orthodoxy tests before providing service to customers. You are so right. It is terrifying that these terms of service for Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, they're now bringing political tests, they're now bringing political tests for what you do in real life, not even for what you do on their, um, on their websites. How long before banks do that? They're already doing it. How long before public utilities and landlords do that? Well, we're about five minutes away from that, I think. Folks, that's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, good night keep fighting for freedom.